You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. We are... Um, happy. We're happy. We're happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy. So being the being the experts that we are in all things outdoors... Mm. Everything. Um, anything. Everything. We thought we would impart of our wisdom, uh, impart our wisdom to you, the listener, if... For all those that want to get into some sort of uh, outdoor racing event, mountain bike racing, trail racing, uh, that's it. That's all. Paddleboard racing. Paddleboard racing. Paddleboard racing. Whatever. Whatever. It's no longer a thing in Utah, I don't think. So. Whatever competitive sport you want to get into. Your juices. Yeah. We, we know so much. Well, we know how to fail. Okay, so we know what not to do. Yeah, okay, well, and when I say fail, I mean we've done some, we've completed them. Right. But here's probably not in, some ways. Not in the best fashion. Not in the best fashion. Um, I know Chase's story. I know your story on 100. Chase is on a, was that a 50, Chase, your first 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first 50K was better than my second. Th- my second, my third was much better. Um, so, but my first marathon was my best and I just sucked at the rest Yeah, because I forgot to train. So yeah, what's, what do we do? How do we train? What's the deal? So here's, so when I was in, when I was young, younger, 22, 23, I did my first, well, as a teenager, I grew up mountain bike racing and, um, and I ran cross country in high school and some of those types of things. But, um, as a as a mountain bike racer and a cross-country runner, I was just out biking and running all the time, so I was in pretty good shape, um, and I did pretty well. But then as a, like a 22 or 23-year-old, I signed up for this bike race called the Loda Ja, which is 206 miles from Logan to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, I get it. Loda Ja. Yep. Loda Loda Ja. Loda Ja. Logan to Jackson. Okay. So. Loda Ja. Loda Ja. It's a French race. <laughs> it's in the Pyrenees. From Logan to Jackson. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you can't be trusted. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I was so terrified of blowing up on that race, and I'd heard from so many people how hard it was, that I trained my butt off. I just trained, 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 trained. And at the time, I was also working a um, job doing installing carpet and other things. So it was a manual labor job. So I was working all day, and then in the evenings, I'd go and ride my bike and train. And I trained hard. And then when I did the race, it felt easy. I was so scared of just dying on the race that I took it easy throughout the race, thinking at some point it's going to get really hard. And I finished, and I had so much energy left. I wasn't tired. I wasn't even sore the next day or anything after riding 200 miles. And afterward, I thought, man, I wished I had pushed it so much harder. 
So there was that. And then the next big thing I did was a 100-mile trail running race. But I went to the far other end of the spectrum. <laughs> so on one on this bike race, I was very prepared. Mm. On the trail running race, I signed up three weeks before, and I hadn't been running. Because so you I, can train. Typically, you can train for 100 in like four weeks, but three weeks is pushing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd, had a, right. I'd had a somewhat active summer. I'd gone backpacking, and I'd done some hikes and stuff with the kids, like kid on my back hiking mm. up the mountain stuff. So I wasn't in horrible shape, but I wasn't in... I hadn't been trail running at all. And so I signed up for this 100-miler, went and did it. Okay, did you train I, at all? Did you? How many runs did you go so on I did, I did after a, signing up? I did a 12-mile uh, a run, like a day or two after I signed up, and then a 10-mile run the next day. Well, most people can't just go off, go couch 12 miles, so that's pretty good. Right. Yeah, I was in okay shape. but So I did like a 12-mile and then a 10-mile and then I decided that I was probably going to injure myself trying to cram all this stuff in. So then I didn't. That's then I call. did like a four mile run a few days before the race. So you just rested. It. So I just yeah. rested. And uh, I might have done some hikes or something. How did you get into that? Didn't didn't you have to do a fifty before? No. You don't. I thought you had to like qual, sort of qualify, like send in proof to. You do for the proof like, that you're not going to die for on like that the thing. Hard Rock One Hundred. You have to qualify by doing another 100-miler, and there's certain ones that mm -hmm. qualify. Um, for this one, I you just signed up. Okay. And so um, my wife and a neighbor of mine signed me up while we're in, we were in church. Like, he pulled out his cell phone and signed me up on the phone. Well, that was a boring day at church. Yeah. They were like, let's sign the husband up. <laughs> well, I was even in, I was in a class at church, and I came out of class, and they're looking at me with a huge grin on my face. We signed you up. Because I... I thought, you know, this could be kind of cool to do. And there was only one spot left mm. of the 300 people. They cap it at 300. There was one spot left. And I kind of mentioned, hey, there's, like, it would be kind of cool to do this. And there's one spot left. And then I go to class. And then I come back. And they're like, hey, you're in. You signed you up. So anyway, so I did that. And it just, um, it was rough. And I finished. But uh, I was so messed up physically after that because it just. How many years ago was that? Uh, that was probably six. Do you, do you still have knee ago. issues or anything? Uh, I had no, but I haven't okay. been trail running a lot since. I mean, not long distance. That was a one and done. Yeah, so I did that. Well, I did a fifty miler the next year, mm. and then and then I haven't done any of those since. Um, so you, anyway, you really can't cram in training. You, you can't. You do. You really have to. You have to build a good base of act of consistent activity. And build up and then you know your body can do so much more than we think it can but if you some people are like oh I can I can do anything and I don't I don't need I'm athletic I don't need to train well that might be true you might be able to finish it but if you're like me you'll finish it and then you'll walk with a limp for the next six months so um, uh, yeah and I remember making doing a trip to the Tetons once where three months I guess where I was pretty out of shape. I mean, I thought I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't hiking or anything. It was just kind of, it was like, oh yeah, let's go. And I was impressed on how, on how fast I was hiking and how far. And I was also impressed on how, when we went down, my legs completely gave out. Yeah. There was no endurance on the return. And I'm like, yeah, this is scary how out of shape I am. Yeah. I thought I was in decent shape, but unless you train, um, you don't know, you don't know. And so, 
it feels like when you do a couple of runs or something or, or maybe a few bike rides um, that you're like, oh, this is awesome. Let's do a race. But you really got to make sure to put in the, the effort on the training. And I I trained a lot for my first marathon. I, and I didn't even train long distance. I just trained a lot of short stuff. And it was still my best marathon, even though my longest run was 10 miles. And you should do like a 20. But I did a couple, two or three 10 milers. I think I did three. And uh, I ran like almost every day, though. So the first five miles just felt like a warm-up you know but anything after 10 was a record and by the time i got to 20 that's when the body started breaking down like <laughs> makes yo sense. yo you've just <laughs> doubled your long run right and you're still running like what are you doing and it, the cramping set in and stuff and so i'm like okay probably should have trained but but i ran so well the first 13 but the first half mile or half marathon that was like okay i was in i was in really good shape for a half marathon yeah but that's where i should have stopped <laughs> but I, I think about that and you know they've done a lot of studies with marathon runners and they find that like mile 18 is about the standard place where you hit that wall that they talk about and that's because your glycogen stores at that point are depleted and um so now your body's trying to find energy off of by converting fat to like ketosis that type of thing and if your body's not used to that then it's rough i sometimes hit takes... the wall on like stair seven going up my stairs <laughs> in my house yeah. well not the physical wall <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm like that's man whew, stair seven <laughs> dang this is, we're getting up there now <laughs> so anyway so i guess i really enjoyed my experience doing the lodaja when i was in great shape and I ex I enjoyed the experience doing the Bear 100, but not... But you wouldn't uh, repeat that experience. No way. I would not do it again <laughs> sure. unless I was in great shape. Okay. Because next time I do it, I want to go faster, and I, I don't want to limp the last 25 miles. And <laughs> I don't, next three months. Yeah, in the next three <laughs> months. I don't want to... Like, I want it to be a better experience, and so I definitely would encourage people... There's a, I've got a neighbor who, um, who he, he's a really good athlete and he's active and his wife's a good athlete and active. Um, and they, they've done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they just biked around Bear Lake kind of off the couch as far as I know. And, um, they're great athletes and, and great people. They signed up for Logan Peak and, she's been super busy with work like working loads and loads and loads and has not she's been able to get out hiking a little bit but hasn't really been able to run too and logan much. peaks a 50k it's a 50 mile uh, yeah it might be 50k or or, or 28 miles somewhere oh. 28 to 32 miles somewhere in there and so there and she's run like half marathons off the couch many times and some of those types of things but She's kind of going into it like they're a few weeks out and she really hasn't trained much for it because she just hasn't had the time. And so she's, but she's strong enough and determined enough and that sort of thing that she'll do it and she'll finish and he'll finish. And, but it's probably going to be rough. Mm -hmm. And, um, and anyway, they're, I, it'll impress, it impresses me that they're still going for it and stuff because I'm not sure that I would personally. I've done it before and I don't know that I want to do that again. Um, I think it's cool that they're going for it. On the other hand, in my experience, like it's worth 
putting in the time and putting in the preparation you'll enjoy the experience that much more and so I would say that's my what not to do when training for a race is don't don't procrastinate your training good call don't try to cram yeah um and and maybe what's better is instead of going total mileage like try to cram a whole bunch of mileage in on a few short run or a few runs do less mileage per run but be more consistent so your body has more time to adapt and train i think you'll be better off running a marathon if you're running every day six miles or seven miles than if you you know run once a week for 10 miles once a week or something that's not going to help that's actually an interesting technique and i would like to try it i actually never train this way but i've seen i have friends who have and i think it's i think it's a successful way to do it if you can do like three in the morning and two at night or something you know what i mean where you're like you split it and it's short but it's you're just getting them in there and it's it's five miles or or higher you know six in the morning seven at night or something but it's now you're starting to stack up the miles but it's you've got this gap in between which might be a way to get some of that time on toes yeah and i do think i think consistency is important i've i've got a friend who does a lot of hundred milers and he runs like one hour a day most days so he's running like six miles or something like that for like one hour a day and then he'll go run 100 miles but that's (laughs) okay what (laughs) right but that's no but he does long runs but that's not a good well sort of the thing is is he's active all year round he's a hardcore backcountry skier and puts in tons of miles backcountry skiing are you talking about chase (laughs) <laughs> i don't even i do i do not run an hour a day <laughs> tell you that much okay um but he's he's gone he's done the wasatch 100 he's done the bear 100 and some of those others um and and he, i was talking to him and he's like yeah most of my training was like a mile a day or not a mile a day an hour a day like hmm. five to six miles a day or something like that and but the thing is is i think he did do some longer days so i if you're running, if you're training for a marathon, you can't just run five miles a day and expect the marathon that to does go build smoothly. A good, great it base. does build a great base, but then you probably do want to put in a few longer runs beforehand because your body needs to learn. Yeah, just like I mentioned earlier, kind of I, I ran ten, and by the time I ran twenty, even though I had a really good, I wasn't running five a day, but three to four, probably four, and then and five on the weekend, a lot of fivers and a couple tens, and then. I hit 20 and died. So I couldn't imagine doing a hundred. It's a different style of running. When you do hundreds, you're a lot of hiking and walking, but it's not a road beat you up race, but right. So anyway, um, but yeah, having a good base, being consistent, giving your body time to adapt to the punishment that you're putting it through. If you're not, if you're grew up running and stuff like that, your body's probably adapted pretty well. And so you can up the miles more quickly. If you didn't grow up running, and this is a new thing for you, you know, give your body six months of consistent running and start easy and build up from there so that your body can start adapting, your joints can start adapting before you really put the higher miles in, or you're really going to pay a price. If Now, I think a lot of injuries out there come from people trying to do too much too soon without giving your body the proper time to adapt. Chase, why did you cramp and bonk on your race? <laughs> Uh, lack what of not training. <laughs> lack of training. Yeah. Same thing. Lack of training, I feel like, as well as the type of training I was doing, I was running 100% of my tr- runs were on trails, just alpine dirt trails. Um, this course was 98% slick rock. 
Um, so just the, the surface that my body was used to running on was an eighth of abrasive as the trail was, um, as well as... So train on the surface you're going to race on. Yeah, absolutely. As well as I just wasn't super well trained. I ran for... I think I trained... I had like 11 weeks from when I signed up to when I ran it, but three of those weeks I didn't run because my IT bands were so tight. The therapist I was seeing was like, just lay low. Don't don't run right now. Um, we need to get those to loosen up first. So eight weeks of training i definitely didn't run every day like it was it was nothing uh nothing too special i think my longest run i did in that training period was was uh half marathon so 13.1 so the good news is you don't have to train if you don't want to you can still finish these races if you just stick it out i finished in exactly the 50th percentile Wow. And uh, I couldn't walk for like a week, but, you know, it's all right. I still finished. I couldn't really walk during the race either. <laughs> so you did a total cramp breakdown. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, okay. everything was – it was the most incredible thing ever. I had not felt that good running ever until mile like 18. I think it was like 18.7. It just like hit a wall, mm. and it was all downhill from there. So, um, you, what supplements do you guys use? Because that's the thing in training, you can learn all that stuff. You learn what to wear, what not to wear, how to supplement. Mm-hmm. I recently saw an ad for this product called Vespa. I don't know if you've heard oh, of the that. scooters. That yeah, that would make a fifty miler much easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I knew you could use those Vespa. Um, let's see if I can find it. So apparently you haven't. Yeah, those are scooters. Huh? I swear it was Vespa. Oh, maybe not. Let me look it up. But yeah, you dial in all of that stuff in training. Then you you're a little better at it in the field. Yeah, I, nutrition was fine. I didn't feel like I. I feel like that part was dialed just because I do biking and other things. I knew what I liked and I knew what I needed and how much I needed and when I needed it. But all the other things, like the actual running part, yeah, I wasn't trained on that. <laughs> yeah, Vespa Nutrition, by the way. Interesting. Um, Jumpstart your sure fat adaptation by working with your body's physiology to tap into virtually unlimited energy. Unlimited energy. Unlimited. They deal a lot with the uh, endurance runners, stamina and... Okay. Yeah. Are they talking about like plunking. helping your body get into ketosis and use that? It's a blood sugar stable way of keeping you going on the on during long runs and stuff. Um, defining recovery. Nature's catalyst for optimizing fat metabolism. Humans are meant to burn fat as their aerobic energy source, and so this helps you do that instead of sugars while you're on an endurance endeavor. Yeah. Vespa, it's it's cap, it's all caps, so it's got to stand for something, right? But they have uh, gels. They probably taste like wonderful, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm. That's the idea behind it. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's interesting. When I was on when I was doing the hundred miler, um, there were a few things in particular that just hit the spot, and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, and actually some of the other endurance things that I've done, some of the bike races and other things that I've done. Um, sometimes it's salty potatoes. Sometimes it was a pizza, like an entire pizza. Sometimes it was a bag of Doritos. Sometimes it was like fresh fruit, just depending on the situation. And and, uh, 
and you know our our friend uh john wijikowski when yeah, he when he did john when he did a hard rock um years ago i was talking to him about that and for some reason each time he did hard rock he'd get to a certain point and the only thing that he could get down and the only thing that fueled him was milk and oh, he would drink really milk. he would drink milk at every aid station um because that was the only thing that sounded good and that he could keep down and that could keep him moving. So he'd just like chug a bunch of white milk. Maybe it's that's the secret that I've never been told. Yeah. He, t- he told you the secret. He did. Yeah. But it got him to the finish of Hard Rock, which is a significant, that's a big deal. significant yeah. accomplishment. So. Well, I can tell you how to fail. I can't tell you how to, how to win these things, though. Uh, don't train. Don't work on your nutrition. Eat like crap. Yeah. Yeah, those, that's how you fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to, uh, well, Chase has some races this this summer. When, when, is, has. when is mountain bike racing for Weber State? Is it this summer? Uh, is it the fall? It's in the fall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually, I think the first race is usually a couple weeks before the semester starts, and then we have two or three more during the semester, and then nationals. Okay, so you're going to race this fall, right, on the mountain bike? Is that the plan? Uh, well, uh, I think so. I'm not, like, training for that. Yeah. But I have two other races this fall that I'm going to be training for, and so I feel like I'll probably be in good enough shape to go race for Weber. What other races are you doing? Um, The Mama Bear 50 and then the McDowell Mountain Frenzy down in Arizona. Those trail runs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So notice how I'm not running right now, but I'm going to run too much. Yeah, but you bike like every day. 14 days in a row. Yeah. Biking. Yeah. It's fun. So it's, you've, you've got an in shape. It's a different sport. You're going to bonk probably mm. after a mile and a half. <laughs> and, you yeah. got, and you need to get your joints used to the pounding. Exactly. And my you run too. You and... got up to, you did a six or seven mile. Yeah. I, I can run like probably up to 10 or 12 without like a problem right now, but it's not that I'm doing it often. So, yeah. but the, all this talk has got me thinking I'm probably going to go running tonight. So just got to figure out where I'm going to go. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'll probably waste for Weber. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, I think that's a good, I, I think, I, I guess that's good enough advice of what not to do on this topic. We're, we're really not, we're not experts on neither of us. None of us have been elite competitors and, and have gone and won a bunch of stuff. We've, we've just done enough of these types of things and done enough of them the wrong way to know that they're what not to do. So hopefully if you're listening and you're wanting to get into some of these to more competitive stuff, um, please, take our advice and don't do it the way that we've done it um it'll just it'll make the experience so much better if you train properly you get you know you figure out what works for your body from a fueling perspective you get your body adapted to the activities that you're going to be doing um get time on your feet if you're trail running get time on your butt if you're biking um all of that pays huge dividends when it comes to the race especially when you get into the long long endurance stuff so yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, just um, so we're. T- I think this is dedicated more towards those who haven't tried any an endurance race before, and and do it. Sign up for it. Yeah. Sign up for Super it because that commitment as soon as you sign up for it is the thing, and it's it really very does motivating. help. But I 
don't do try make sure it's something that's a few months away like really try and don't like your wife signed you up and so you ran yours within three four weeks but it's that's not setting you up for success so um like something now that you can start training on now for the fall would be if you're if you're not in shape that would be fantastic right but but do it because it'll it'll setting a deadline causes uh action and so it'll cause you to evaluate what you're doing and then you'll actually there's a better chance you're going to go through with it so yeah and those types of and they're fun and we still finish even though we sucked it i was gonna say we sucked and and it was and i don't i i look back at all of those experiences with fondness i enjoyed them great experiences i wouldn't necessarily do it that way again but i wouldn't go back and undo it yeah like i'm glad i did all of those things and you know, any day out in the mountains or any day out doing some of these activities is is a great day spent. So, yeah, um, yeah, just enjoy it and you'll learn a lot. And, and honestly, maybe when you get into that competitive stuff, you start competing and everything. Maybe you'll just find that it's, you know, it's the hobby you've been looking for and, and you've been missing your whole life and you want to really get into it and start getting competitive. Uh, and and maybe the first thing that you need to do is go and participate to figure out if that's you. So, um, you know, one of our friends, one of my friends, Luke Nelson, the ultra runner who um, he runs for Patagonia and he's a really great guy. One of the nicest guys in the sport. Um, he was telling the story that the first he wasn't a runner and somebody challenged him to go run a marathon and he hadn't been training for it and i think he ran i think i'm trying to remember he's he's kind of a freak of nature when it comes to athleticism um but i'm trying to remember the story i think somebody bet him that he couldn't run a sub sub three hour marathon or something like that Mm. and he had never run before at least not much and he went went out and ran a sub three hour marathon like Dude, my goal was like under six. I know. (laughs) I know. And it's just crazy. And that's how he got hooked. He said it was the most brutal thing he'd ever done. He literally couldn't walk up and down stairs for days afterward. He had to, he had to walk downstairs backward or something like that, holding onto the railing because he couldn't. Been there. And, um, upstairs backwards is nice. Both ways. He just said (laughs) that it was like the most brutal thing that he had ever done so painful and all that other stuff but he got hooked and he hasn't looked back and since then he's been a world-class ultra runner he's gone around the world racing and won a bunch of big races and other things and it's just become one of the biggest passions of his life and he wouldn't have known that unless he just took the chance and you know most of us aren't going to go run a sub three hour marathon off the couch but um many of us you know you don't realize that you're you're missing one of the most enjoyable greatest uh passions activities whatever that you you'd find unless you go out and put yourself out there and do some of those things so it's definitely worth participating even if you don't do awesome even if you're just finishing that's still awesome and um but if you have the time i would definitely suggest you know put the time into proper training and do what you can to prepare yourself because you'll enjoy the, the experience that much more yeah cool all righty well um i know that a lot of the races and stuff that for this year have been canceled or postponed or or on the fence 
Um, but many of them are still going on this summer and into the fall. And so uh, if, you've, if you've missed some of those races this spring and this summer, um, maybe look at this as an opportunity to get an even better base in and, and start looking forward to the races in the fall or next summer and, uh, and see what you can do by, by really getting the proper foundation of proper training in. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and also please tell your friends. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, it's just search gear thirty, or you can search uh, Simba. What's it called? Simba tested. Simba tested. Mm-hmm. Um, Simba, bright and bully. Um, gear thirty employee who's through hike the PCT and the CDT and some other trails. Um, putting together a whole bunch of gear reviews on there. They're great short videos, and he's also. Um, got some videos of his through hikes and stuff like that on YouTube that you can check out as well. So that's worth it. And then check out our website at gear30.com. Uh, that's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And you can see lots, you can uh, find lots of great deals on closeout winter apparel, winter gear that we have, as well as um, all the new summer stuff that we have coming in stock. Our stock isn't as deep as it would normally be. A lot of things are back ordered because of uh, the COVID-19 um, setbacks and stuff like that but we still have lots of really good gear coming in um, all the time and so check that out and, and see what we have all right thanks for joining us we'll see you on the next episode see you out there Woo-hoo.